Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Saturday, February 17. Divine Vintage. Today's scripture reading is found in John chapter 2, verses 1 through 11, from the Message Translation, which reads, Three days later, there was a wedding in the village of Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there. Jesus and his disciples were guests also. When they started running low on wine at the wedding banquet, Jesus' mother told him, They are just about out of wine. Jesus said, Is that any of our business, mother, yours or mine? This isn't my time. Don't push me. She went ahead anyway, telling the servants, Whatever he tells you, do it. Six stoneware water pots were there, used by the Jews for ritual washings. Each held 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus ordered the servants, fill the pots with water. And they filled them to the brim. Now, fill your pitchers and take them to the host, Jesus said. And they did. When the host tasted the water that had become wine, he didn't know what had just happened, but the servants, of course, they knew. He called out to the bridegroom, Everybody I know begins with their finest wines, and after the guests have had their fill, brings in the cheap stuff. But you saved the best till now. This act in Cana of Galilee was the first sign Jesus gave, the first glimpse of his glory. And his disciples believed in him. This is God's word. There are so many layers to this story, so much to be teased out, so much to be taken in. But for our purposes here, well, it comes down to this. Six stone water pots, each dedicated to the purpose of ritual and religious purification, one for each day of the week. And Jesus uses them as receptacles of a divine vintage for the human celebration of life that we call a wedding. All right, seriously, what needs to be spelled out here? What dots do I need to connect? Six stone water pots, each dedicated to the purpose of ritual and religious purification, one for each day of the week, and Jesus uses them as receptacles of a divine vintage for the human celebration of life that we call a wedding. Reading those 11 lines in John chapter 2 and reading that summary, which I just did twice, as the wine flows and the celebration continues for days. Well, I find myself simply wanting to utter Jesus' customary challenge following any such parabolic teaching moment. He that has ears to hear, let him hear. Or to put it in a more modern, mostly rhetorical way, any questions? Are you kidding? We have oodles of questions. All kinds of questions. I mean, seriously. Jesus, you are pushing all of our buttons here. But rather than regurgitate yesterday's reflections that may have already set your teeth on edge, let me just highlight this one aspect that jumped out at me on the fly when that scene from Fiddler on the Roof flashed before my eyes. That tavern scene. Jews and Gentiles drinking and dancing together. We don't bother them, and so far, 
They don't bother us, is how Tevye introduced them in the prologue. Now suddenly, the dividing wall collapses, the hostility evaporates, and the distance disappears. Behold, the power of wine, particularly of a divine vintage of wine. And if you want to keep this purely metaphorical, please be my guest. Just don't metaphorically or literally dilute it. I just had this aspect further highlighted after searching for a book I purchased a decade ago, but never got around to reading. It's a common status for many of the tomes, large and small, lining my shelves. It's called Divine Vintage, following the wine trail from Genesis to the Modern Age by Randall Heskett and Joel Butler. I was six years into my tenure managing the church bookstore in a vineyard, came across the title, and, well, since this is a vineyard, it seemed appropriate. But I haven't made it to it. It's just been sitting on its lees, as it were, waiting for me to pick it up, which I just did. And reading the first page in the preface took me to that tavern and to the wedding in Cana. They write, We assert in this book that one role of wine in the biblical tradition serves metaphorically for the spread of human, certainly Western, civilization, from the origin points in the Near East and all of its positive aspects. On another level, wine represents the most profound and revealing connection between humans and their need for connectedness to something that we call the divine. By its use, new visions and understandings become realized from an entirely new perspective. To which the authors note further that the Bible depicts wine as the symbolic gift of God to humans, and it played a key role in spreading the Word of God throughout the ancient world. On the earthly plane, we maintain that wine contributed strongly to the spread of cultural values we associate today with both Judeo-Christian and classical humanism. Indeed, wine provides the connective skein between these often contentious viewpoints. So there's the next key word emerging from this pairing of the vine and the wine at a wedding, connectivity connectedness, the connective skein between contentious viewpoints. In the 70s, we talked about buying the world a Coke and thereby bringing some harmony. In John, hold my wine, says Jesus, and drink it down, this connective skein that tears down walls and makes the two at war one. So, as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder. What layer of the story of Jesus turning water into wine at the wedding in Cana stands out to you? What do you see here? How does this story challenge you? Lord, let me not be drunk with wine which is a waste, but do let me be wholly intoxicated with the reality of you, the true vine, producing a divine vintage of joy and fullness and life together, minus the hangover and leaving no regret. Let me ever drink of this wine. 
through your mercies.